The Bible and Anxiety, on this edition of Truth and Love. I'm Heath Lambert, and you're listening to Truth and Love, a podcast of the Association of Certified Biblical Counselors, where we seek to provide biblical solutions for the problems that people face. Several weeks ago, I had the opportunity to go online and answer questions from several hundred people who are doing online training for ACBC. Some of those questions were about how to use the Bible to handle anxiety, and I wanted you to hear that interaction. Here's what I said. When working with a person who has anxiety problems and panic attacks, what is a good way to encourage and direct them? For example, someone who tries quoting scripture and praying, but claims that doesn't work and that they have a mental illness. Okay, that is a good question. And there are um, a number of parts to it. So let me, the first part is you've got somebody who has anxiety problems and panic attacks. And what is a good way to encourage and direct them? Um, So I want to say, first of all, um, that the Bible is all about our fears and anxieties. Um, In fact, I would say it even stronger than that. I would say that if the Bible is not about our fears and our anxieties, then I honestly do not know what the Bible is about. Um, Here's just one evidence of that. Um, The most commonly repeated command in the Bible is fear not. So God, uh, I take it just uh, in, in terms of sheer accounting of commands, God is very concerned with whether or not we are afraid. And so um, we need to be encouraged that um, the Bible is a place where we find abundant uh, overflowing resources to help with anxiety. In fact, if we don't have um, what the Bible says about anxiety, we actually won't know very much about it. Um, we need God's word to tell us about the spiritual problem of anxiety. Um, and so when I say that, when I say that the Bible is so full to bursting um, with teaching on anxiety, uh, then what that means is there's all kinds of places that we could go. We could go to the Psalms, we could go to Genesis, we could go to Revelation, we could go to all sorts of places uh, for encouragement in our anxiety and our worry. One uh, common place that, uh, that might be uh, helpful and instructive for our time um, is uh, Jesus' teaching on fear, uh, for example, in the Sermon on the Mount. Um, And so um, this is what Jesus says in Matthew chapter 6, starting in verse 25. Um, For this reason, I say to you, do not be worried about your life as to what you will eat or what you will drink, nor for your body as to what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. Uh, They do not sow, nor reap, nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more than they? And who of you, by being worried, can add a single hour to his life? And why are you worried about clothing? 
Observe how the lilies of the field grow. They do not toil, nor do they spin. Yet I say to you that not even Solomon in all his glory clothed himself like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is alive today and tomorrow is thrown into the furnace, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? Do not worry then, saying, what will we eat, or what will we drink, or what will we wear for clothing? For the Gentiles eagerly seek all these things. For your heavenly Father knows what you need, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. So do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will care for itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Now, that is um, non-verses. And it is um, three months of counseling for an anxious person. Um, the there's a couple of things here. First of all, Jesus places fear at odds with faith. Uh, why do you worry, O oh, you of little faith? Fear is the absence of faith. You understand how that can be true when you understand how Jesus tells us to combat worry. He says three times here, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. Um, and in the context of that instruction not to worry, he preaches a sermon about two things. He preaches a sermon about the sovereign, the sovereignty of God over everything. He uh, is in charge of the birds. He is in charge of the flowers in the field. He is in control. But it's not just sovereignty. The second thing in the sermon that he preaches is that he cares. Um, don't you think you're more than a bird? Don't you think you're more uh, than the grass in the field? Uh, this is God is combating our worry here by Jesus teaching a sermon about the sovereign care of God. He means to uh, deflate and destroy worry by magnifying the power of God and by showing that in God's kingdom, all of that power is directed towards you. Um, that takes faith. And so if you don't see the power of God, if you don't see the care of God, then you will tend to worry. That's what worry is. Worry, the logic of worry is everything will not be all right. Uh, I'm out of resources and no one cares and everything's not gonna be all right. Um, and Jesus is saying, when you look to God, that's not true. When you look to God who is sovereignly in charge, who loves you, that's not true. So you can't worry without doubting God's power or doubting God's love. And that's what Jesus wants to combat. Now, here's the thing. That is not, um, and in fact, this gets to the second part of the question. Um, um, for example, someone tries quoting scripture and praying, but claims that doesn't work, that they have a mental illness. What do we do? Well, um, and I'm not exactly sure what's going on with the question here, um, but we need to be clear that faith is not a magic spell. It's not hocus pocus. It's not 
Um, I'll read you the words of the Bible. You heard them, and so uh, you should just be different. Uh, first of all, we have to match the instruction of Scripture with faith in Jesus Christ, with trust in the Lord. Uh, the Word does not change us apart from faith. So the book of Hebrews says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. Uh, so this has to be matched with faith. But also, even when it comes with faith, it's not instantaneous. Um, this is a slow plotting effort. Second uh, Corinthians chapter three says that we're transformed from one degree of glory to another. We change in fits and starts. It's two steps forward and one step back. And we need to understand that um, there are hard problems in a fallen world. There are people who are truly broken and overwhelmed with anxiety and worry. Um, you know, I just was talking with a young woman um, over the last uh, couple of a couple of months who came and uh, I won't give the details of her situation because they're fairly specific, but um, she, um, she was struggling with overwhelming anxiety. And we looked at all kinds of texts of scripture together. We looked at Psalm 40, we looked at Matthew chapter six, we looked at uh, Mark chapter 10, we looked at Philippians chapter four. We spent a lot of time, we looked at Hebrews chapter two, we spent a lot of time looking at texts and, and this was a really, really worried young woman. And I had another uh, person who was helping me in the counseling and um, me and this other person and the counselee, we would go to places. We'd go to the ocean uh, where, um, where I live in Florida. And we would see like, look at this big expanse that God made. That is power. And the Bible teaches that as you trust Jesus, that is power that is directed at you. And we spent a lot of time praying and, and she would come back and things, um, had stayed the same and she'd come back and things had gotten worse and then she'd come back and sometimes things were better. And, um, and then as of uh, two weeks ago, um, the worry is gone and the Lord has set her free from that at this point. That's, that was, that took months to get to that point. Uh, and sometimes it can take longer. So the Bible isn't uh, a wand that we just tap and the words wash over us and everything goes away. This is a process it takes time, it takes faith, it takes work, and we should not assume that just because we've quoted scripture and prayed for a little bit, uh, that all of a sudden things are miraculously immediately uh, going to get better. Things will miraculously get better. There will be the change that comes from heaven that transforms people, but often that takes time and God likes to take time. Um, God wants us to trust him, not that our circumstances are better. Um, and so uh, faith grows when we continue to depend on Jesus over time, not just when he is at our beck and call and does whatever we want him to do by taking away our difficulties immediately and with ease. Um, so uh, we give people the Bible. Uh, we listen carefully to what their struggles are. Different people struggle with worry in different ways. It can manifest itself in all kinds of different ways and uh, all kinds of different situations. And so we want to listen carefully. We want to work hard to try to find texts of scripture. It won't necessarily be Matthew chapter six where we camp out, but that's just one example that I'm picking on our time here. Um, we're going to want to unpack scripture slowly. Uh, we're going to want to be encouraging where there's improvement. We're going to want to be hopeful where there are setbacks. Uh, and over time, the Bible works. This is what uh, the prophet Isaiah said in chapter 55, that you're 
word does not go out and return void. So we can have confidence that the word is working uh, and we need to stick with it. Uh, doesn't mean problems are easy, doesn't mean change uh, is quick, um, but it means that when we are faithful to minister the scriptures, uh, God will be faithful even in a really serious problem like with worry and panic attacks. You're listening to Truth and Love, a podcast of ACBC. One of the most important things that we do at ACBC every year is have our annual conference on biblical counseling. This year, our annual conference is going to be on October 3rd, 4th, and 5th. And there are two really important reasons why you should attend. First, our theme this year is on theology and biblical counseling. The counseling relationship is based on faithful theology in the scriptures. And so there's few things that we could do to improve our skill as counselors than by getting together and studying good theology. Another reality that makes this conference really important is that it will be our 40th anniversary celebration for ACBC. We have special speakers coming to give us their time and attention, and we're going to spend a lot of time together celebrating four decades of ministry with ACBC. I want to invite you to attend. We expect this conference to sell out, and so we want to invite you to register very soon at www.biblicalcounseling.com.